Yo, what's up? It's J.D. McKissick from the Detroit Line, and you're listening to Blue Brothers Sportcast. All right, welcome back to the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I am Caleb, and with me as always is Brandon. And it seems like it's been a long week because it has been a long week. We are coming off of Thanksgiving week uh, last week. A lot happened in sports. A lot happened in real life. And Brandon, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, not too bad. Everything turned out good. Um, yeah, just, I don't know, nice day with family. Uh, things went by good. No, no complaints here. I mean, nice long weekend to have away from work. So, you know, that's always appreciated. How about you? Uh, well, I'm not going to use the word bad. Um, cause I know it could have been worse, but I, I will use, it was a good week with air quotes. <laughs> um, so I did have an extended week with time off, but then so it started off Tuesday. I had off, but then first kid got sick. Nothing too terrible, but just sick fever. Can't take him around grandparents, so we had to cancel our plans for Thursday and Friday. I uh, didn't really get out of the house. Found out the car that hit the deer is probably going to be totaled, and then. Oh, what happened on Wednesday? Wednesday, the power went out again. So then we were like, screw this. So then I had to drop a lot of money on a uh, generator. And then we had Thanksgiving meal, which was a rotisserie chicken and just some other stuff that we had around the house because we were not prepared (laughs) to make a Thanksgiving meal. Mm -hmm. So it was... I mean, it was nice not being at work, but at the same and nice being at home with the family. But at the same time, it was a bummer because you know we were anticipating um, seeing everyone. I was anticipating a lot of food. We definitely did not have a lot of food. Um, I mean, my wife did an awesome job with it, um, but I wasn't going to ask her to like try to cook a Thanksgiving meal. But we had, we had a good one. Right. So I mean, all in all, like I said, it was what it was. I would not call it bad but i also wouldn't call it good so it, it sounds really bad when i say it was maybe the worst thanksgiving we've i've ever had <laughs> but in perspective i mean like since we just talked about planes trains and automobiles it wasn't that bad <laughs> yeah that, it definitely could be worse yeah it could be worse could have been better but we're we're through it and now we're back and back in real life so uh and then there was plenty of other things to say about the sports side of what happened over the last week so but we'll get into that uh first things first though we try to start things off on a positive note so we have i want to rock rock moments of the week and so i've kind of got rock moment of the week and then i've got honorable mention uh rock moment of the week 
So, rock moment of the week. This is the 300th episode. Oh man. Oh. We're not even We're not even doing anything special. That's kind of disappointing. It's actually when you think about it and what we have to talk about, it's really actually depressing that this is the <laughs> 300th episode. Yeah, that's true. I was hoping for a better turn of events, but apparently uh, the sports gods don't want me to enjoy anything. Um, but a quick thing about the 300th episode. So this has been going on for... This podcast has been going on for four years, two months, and 29 days. Nice. That's 220 weeks. And so the thing about this podcast is guaranteed one episode a week so i mean if we had if it had just been one episode a week it would have been 221 episodes but uh here we are at 300 uh because during the season we do more and different things like that that's 1551 days so um and a little factoid about the podcast is the podcast originally went by a different name. And I don't know if you remember that, Brandon, because I know you were part of the conversation when Craig and I were talking about things. And we had one name for a couple weeks, maybe like three weeks before we decided to change it. Do you have any guesses? Uh I feel like I can't think of it, but for some reason I can remember like the name of your blog that you had. <laughs> oh yeah, no that that was different. That was like uh, yeah, that was like 2011, 2012. No, I actually don't remember the original name. Well, it was a play off of Harbaugh's name. Football. Yeah. <laughs> so we were originally going by the Michigan football. So foot and then B-A-U-G-H like Harbaugh, but football. Uh, so it was the Michigan football podcast. And then after a couple of weeks, we thought it was probably better not to limit the podcast to the coach's name because, you know, mm-hmm. one day that's going to change. Yeah. So that's then when it got changed to Blue Brothers. So, but a uh, little f- uh, fun thing is that um, you have been doing the show for 70 episodes, 70 of the 300. Nice. So do you want, uh, I went back cause I was trying to find out which one it was. Do you want to know what your first, did you know was? Oh man. Yeah. What was it? It was the thing that you did a little throwback for Craig. Cause it was about Jeff Morrow and the 1957 giant claw. Oh Yeah. Uh, yeah i I listened i listened to that and i was just like oh my gosh i forgot about that (laughs) a giant claw (laughs) Uh, yeah that movie was only like half as terrible as the two games we had to watch this week oh (laughs) yeah i um i must say that after doing this for five seasons 
I mean, as the regular season has come to a close, first of all, I had no idea how long this was this podcast was going to go. So it's pretty cool that's been five seasons. But one thing that I never imagined would happen in five years is the fact that we would be sitting here to say that Michigan has yet to beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, on a li- on a lighter note, our honorable mention for this week's rock moment is that we now live in a world will- where Alabama will not be in the college football playoff, which is a beautiful thing. Is an extremely beautiful thing, and I thought I, ha- I thought I had an applause button. I guess I don't, because I would have done a applause. We'll do this instead. <clears throat> so, but now. Because uh, we've been taking long enough, we do need to move into Garbage Day! Brandon's favorite segment of the week Garbage Play. What do you got for us? Oh, man. I There's so many things I could pick from. <laughs> <laughs> you know, seeing from the, the games that we had to watch. Um, and the one I keep coming back to is when Kemp tried to untie Dobbins' shoe. Uh, very very appropriate. There's really, I mean, there's so many things in that game I could have chose, but that one by far was just the most ridiculously stupid thing to happen in that game. And, you know, when it happened, like I told you, I'm like, I can't even believe this is happening. This is something that Michigan State would do. Yeah. That's just Bush League. That's something that that state would do. Like um, that Panashuk guy twisting. Um, oh, uh, who was it? Higdon's ankles. Yeah, there we go, Higdon. Yeah, it's that's what it reminded me of. It's just completely and utterly stupid. And you know, like I told you, if it was up to me, that guy wouldn't even have played the rest of the game. Yeah, no, I agree. That, Something that was, like that. Like, if I was a coach, pick, yeah, you're sitting on a bench for that. I don't want to see your face. That was pretty stupid. I just, like, uh, we were texting about it at the time. It's just, like, you, that was the best comparison that you could have said. That's, like, Michigan State trash and just really dumb. I mean, I, there's, mm-hmm. like, a difference between, like, you know, getting in, a, almost getting a fight and the things that has, have happened between Ohio State and Michigan <laughs> – but yeah, that was just like, well, I mean, what what are you thinking? What 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 good is that gonna? Yeah, yeah, that's no just stupid. Yeah, very uh, very appropriate with that. So I think that worked well. Uh, so we are going to get into the sports talk here, and we are going to start with the lines here coming up. <laughs> Hashtag meow. <laughs> I, I really uh, think that we should have, I should put like a lion roar on here and a cat meow. <laughs> I'm going to make note of that right now. That are just a long sustained fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what happened on Thursday. Uh, I don't really have too much to say about the game because, I mean, it's just, 
kind of expected this season, I guess. Uh, you know, Jeff Driscoll, he was hurt. Uh, he actually just got put on IR a couple days ago. Uh, so he's out for the season. They got Stafford, who's probably not going to play. So David Blau um, was the quarterback on Thursday. And he came out and he looked great. Like, he completely blew my mind. Uh, he threw that big touchdown to Kenny Galladay. Next, and the next drive, like, he drove him all the way down the field, score again. And then he kind of just cooled off. Um, you know, he ended up with 280 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, the interception came late. Uh, and a jump ball that he threw to Galladay. And it was just not a good decision. It's to be expected, though. I mean, he's an undrafted uh, rookie free agent. So, yeah, I mean, he was picked up by the Browns. And then for some reason, you know, after the Lions played the Browns in preseason, they decided they wanted to trade for the guy. Uh, I don't know. He didn't really show too much in college to, you know, make me excited about the trade or him even starting. But, you know, he came out and he surprised me, showed me a little bit more than I thought he had. Uh, granted, you know, he did cool down towards the end. But, man, what a terrible game for, yes. like, for one that's got um, national coverage. You know, that everybody is probably like the most other than the Super Bowl. It's the most watched game of the season. Uh, Yeah, probably. I would say because, I mean, have you ever like had a Thanksgiving where or know anybody that has a Thanksgiving where you don't at least have the game on in a background? Yeah, I was thinking that there was even one Thanksgiving. I don't even remember when exactly it was, but it was really random. We we're at somebody like a friend of my parents. And we were home for Thanksgiving for whatever reason. And I remember it being on in the background. I was kind of surprised because I didn't think anyone was really into sports enough to disrupt Thanksgiving with the game. But it was on. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's tradition. I mean, the Lions have been doing it forever. So, you know, it's just kind of tradition to have the game on, I guess. But, man, what a terrible game because both teams wanted to lose that game. <laughs> it seemed like, like the Lions defense, terrible as usual. The Bears offense, terrible as usual. And there were so many times towards the end where the Bears are just like, you know, if you guys want to win this game, go for it. <laughs> like, here, take the ball, do something. And the Lions, you know, just typical Lions fashion, wanted to lose even more, I guess. Um, Nothing too, like, big, I guess. Other, You know, Kenny Galladay had a big day at 158 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he played pretty well. Uh, you know, again, the Lions made Mitchell Trubisky look way better than he is. He had 338 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. And, you know, I'll say Trubisky's not good. Like, uh, I don't Tr – Trubisky is not the answer for the, the Bears. Turd biscuit. Uh, it was even like <laughs> 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 turd biscuit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I even said to my dad, like in the first half, like this guy just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like I seriously think if you put Jeff Driscoll on the Bears with the offense that uh, Trubisky has, he'd play better. Mm. There's really nothing that Trubisky does better than Driscoll, and I mean. 
I mean, Driscoll's not all that great. I mean, he's a decent backup, but that's about it. Um, you know, outside of the quarterback play uh, in Galladay, uh, Bo Scarborough had 86 yards rushing. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I think they need to hang on to that guy. He runs hard. He tries. He seems to have, like, I don't know, more of a drive than the other guys of the Lions have. And I don't know if just, you know, being a bigger guy or just, you know, having a chip on his shoulder for, you know, kind of bouncing around a little bit, kind of being like the unwanted guy that the Lions just kind of signed at the last second or whatnot. But, you know, it's always nice to have those guys that kind of have a chip on their shoulder. Uh, you know, and on defense, Darius Slay had an interception that was pretty nice. Uh, he had an okay day. Not great, but I mean, like, the whole defense kind of sucked. Uh, Trey Flowers had the only sack. And, you know, another game where it's just like, there's absolutely no pass rush. And again, I go back to saying, you know, this is what happens when you have two drafts that have good pass rushers in it, especially this past year that was just, like, super deep at pass rush. And you don't take anybody into, like, the fourth or fifth round. I mean, it, you kind of deserve it. Like, this is why the Lions can't get pressure on a quarterback. I mean, Trey Flowers has probably been their best um, for pass rush, either him and or Devin Kennard. Um, and both guys, I mean, they're not putting up huge numbers. And I, I don't know. It just seems like every time I watch, you know, the other team's quarterback has at least five seconds to throw the ball, which is a ridiculous amount of time in the NFL. Yeah, no. And, that, know, oh, I was just going to say that's been week in, week out, like you've been saying. Oh, yeah. It's been <laughs> they the have last so long. two years, dude. The last two seasons. And like I've been saying it the last two seasons, and it's just I don't understand what the, what the Lions are doing. It, you know, if they don't take a – you know, a good elite pass rusher, like in the first round this year, I think we're going to see much of the same. Um, you know, it's another pretty deep defensive line draft. You might be able to get somebody good in the second round, but you know, the lines are going to be picking early, so they might have a chance to get somebody who's really good. Um, and I mean, for the Bears on defense, uh, they had two sacks, and both of them were by Roquan Smith. You know, Khalil Mack, he kind of cooled off. He hasn't really done too much this year, so I don't know if guys are just keying on him or if he's playing with an injury or something. But he hasn't really done anything. He did nothing in the two games against the Lions, which is surprising. Yeah, that was kind of surprising to notice. Kind of a similarity with the uh, other game as well. But yeah, it was kind of one of those things where I, I had it on, I watched it, and it was just kind of like... Uh, the Michigan basketball game was on around the same time and everybody was talking about rather watching that instead. So <laughs> it's not surprising. I mean, we probably should have watched it instead. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's all I really got. It's not much left to say. Um, I can say like if the season ended right now, the lions would have the sixth pick in a draft um, in front of them. You got the Bengals. The Giants, um, the Dolphins, the Redskins, the Dolphins, and then the Falcons. 
Uh, I think two of those teams, or two or three of those teams are three and nine. I believe three of those teams are. So, you know, if they win one more game apiece and the Lions lose out, the Lions can move up to the third pick in the draft. Which, I mean, mm. at this point would be kind of ideal. Yeah, do you... Th- mm. What helps, out though, is that the Giants and the Redskins play each other. And... Uh, the Dolphins also play the Giants, I believe. So, you know, if the Lions lose out, regardless of what happens with the rest of the teams, they're still going to move up because somebody has to win one of those games. Yeah. Yeah, I say just lose out, leave Stafford off. I mean, gosh, they're... I mean, it's like a guarantee that they're going to lose two of them. I think there's no way that they could not lose three, but then the well, question like is running out of running out of people. So Stafford should be on IR. Driscoll's on IR. Carry on Johnson is Marvin Hall, um, and then TJ Hawkinson just got put on IR. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So they have like no one left. <laughs> you know they still have Galladay and they still have Marvin Jones and Amendola, but. With David Blau running the offense, I'm I'm not sure if they could beat the Vikings. Um, And they still have to play the Packers at the end of the season, depending on if the Packers rest their players or not. You know, if Aaron Rodgers plays, the Lions will lose. But who knows? Um, I I don't trust the Lions. Like, honestly, they should just lose out and rest their good players. Um, But... They have a tendency of screwing things up like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, then they can just... miss out on someone who would fit their defense perfectly, like Chase Young. <laughs> yeah, talk more about that later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they—I mean, it's ridiculous. They—it's um, so crazy because I don't know if there's another team out there. I'd be kind of interested to see this, but I mean, they have been so competitive in all these games. It's pretty stupid. Like, uh, first game was a tie, then they won 13 10, 27 and 24, and then they lost 34 to 30, lost 23 to 22, they lost 42 to 30. That That's the biggest margin of victory right there, 12. And then they <laughs> won 31 to 26, they lost 31 to 24, 2013, 35 to 27, 19 to 16, 24 to 20. All those, they've lost by one possession every game except for one. Mm hmm. So, I mean, I know the that they have rep- for you. Yeah. I'd be kind of interested to see if they've done that. Like, I know that they lose a lot, and most of the time they keep it pretty close. But I feel like this year, I mean, considering that there's only been one game that they've lost by more. And wasn't that really late, too? Like, kind of like a bonus garbage time touchdown, I think, the Minnesota? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. But same old lines. Yeah, it was. It was a late touchdown by uh, Delvin Cook because I had him on my fantasy team. <laughs> and I was like, if you're going to lose, at least, you know, get me another touchdown. Yeah, I screwed up fantasy this week and both my teams lost because I made wah, mistakes. Wah. I had a couple That's points. all right. I barely beat a guy who's tanking for the draft next year. Nice. <laughs> nice. 
anything else on that or no that's all i got we can get on to the the main event here the main events the other game that sucked you know because i'm sure everybody was everybody's listening to this episode because they want to hear our thoughts about the lions yes (laughs) absolutely all right we will move into that then here Yep, so here we are. We're here to talk. Wait, did we even share the final score of the Lions-Bears game? Oh, I do not even remember what it was because I really don't care anymore. It was 24 to 20. <laughs> I don't know if we that ever came up in that conversation. No, it didn't. I just had some stats. That was about it. Yeah, that's okay. That's not that important. Loss is a loss, and knowing the Lions, it's a one-possession game, so... Congratulations. Well, well, this next game was a one-possession game, but we'll get ouch. at that. Ouch. Bazinga. It was a one-possession game in the first half. <laughs> All right. Well, we uh, we will dive into things, but we will start off with our Sounds with Steven segment as we are... Uh, there are three voicemails brought to you this week. Uh, so uh, there's been no preview of this. No idea where the where this is going to turn to. But uh, guess buckle up for the next, like, <laughs> nine minutes or something. So let's get started. Hey, I know, fellas. It's uh, Stephen Brown. Well, another 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 regular season in the books. Um, another three loss seasons, another uh, failure to get to the Big Ten title game. Uh, you know, it, it, um, it's amazing that you know, senior leadership, senior leadership, senior leadership. Khalid Hudson, Jordan Glasgow, Carlo Kemp, Josh Metellus, even Ted Patterson on some place continues to let the team down. You know, I, 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 I'm so glad Khalid Hudson and Josh Metellus are no longer going to be Wolverines for a full season. I'm so glad. I mean, man, those guys can't cover uh, a full-size mattress with a queen-size bedspread, man. Like, you know, it, it – after what, it's coaching too, and I'll get to Don Brown in a minute because I think he's coached his last year at Michigan. I just do. Matter of fact, I, 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 I can't say what I'm hearing because it may or may not come to fruition. But I do, I do have credible a credible guy, um, and 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 Don Brown, Don Brown is likely not going to be back, and, and he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. He's just too stubborn. But you. You know, you have guys who've been in Michigan four years. Like Josh Metellus, Devin Gill, certain guys just never should have put on the Michigan uniform. They're just not that good. Um, they were they're there because I guess the staff didn't think they could get Devin Bush Jr. without those guys. 
So they got their Michigan degrees. Devin Gill, no Josh Metellus will be NFL players. I'm certain on that. But it, it wasn't just them. It was a lot that happened today. That fumble by Shane. Like you can't make certain mistakes against Ohio State. They they contained Chase Young all day. Um, but J.K. Dobbins, like you know, you saw you saw certain guys just looking like they didn't know what to do. Where was Nico? Why couldn't he get the ball? You know, Donovan got the ball. Tariq, he got a catch or two. But it's, it's just like, man, I don't know what happens when they play Ohio State. I don't know if they try too hard or what. But I do know that they're better than what they what they showed today. They're better than what they showed. Um, they'll eventually get this right. But I think we all agree. Well, maybe we don't. But Don Brown has to go. He's got to go. I'm sorry. This 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 two years in a row. This no. Don Brown has to go. Um, so we'll look forward to the bowl game, I guess. But but Don Brown Don Brown has to go. He wasn't the main problem, but he he was most of it. Go blue. All right, one down, two to go. Morning, fellas. You know who it is, man. Stephen Brown. I've had uh, you know some time to kind of digest the situation. Now, I'm I'm really not angry at all. I know my tweets might say otherwise, but I'm really calm. But I have had you know some time to assess it. And I look at it like this, man, because, you know, there are better players coming, which is good. And I hope there's a better defensive coordinator coming because, once again, Don Brown has to go. But <clears throat> just thinking about that game, I'm, I'm I'm going back to Coach Harbaugh coming there and how he said it was a meritocracy. And I tweeted this, too, and how I'd rather freshmen make freshman mistakes than seniors make freshman mistakes. <laughs> And I really think they have the guys now that that are in there that that are going to hate Ohio State, that are going to hate their, all their opponents, but especially Ohio State. They have to get rid of the gunk, like the trash. You know, the the guys who aren't really good, the Jordan Glasgow, the Khalid Hudson, the Josh Metellus, the Devin Gills, the Brad Hawkins, those types of guys, those types of players who who who, who really shouldn't even be in Michigan uniforms. Let's just be honest. <clears throat> I hope that Coach Harbaugh makes the necessary adjustments. Loyalty is one thing, but, you know, this is your job. You can't be loyal to a fault. Um, a certain certain amount of position and coaches going to have to go to. You know, Jay Harbaugh, I know that's his son, but, I mean, where were the wireless, Where were the running backs, I'm sorry, the last few games? Where were they? You know, um, Josh Gattis actually got better. So, I look, God willing, I look forward to seeing how the wide receivers are used next year because they'll have a lot more speed. I believe Tariq Black will be back. Maybe Donovan. Nico's probably gone, but, you know, you got Cornelius, you know, Johnson, Mike Sandra still, so on and so forth. Excuse me. I, I just, I just, you know, I know a lot of times I'm hard on some players. I really am. But I'm honest, too. If, I, this new generation is weird because I don't think the parents are honest with their kids. Like, like I'm, I'm, I've never played football. I'm not better than Khalid Hudson and 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 Josh Metellus and Devin Gill. But the issue is that I'm not worse either. It's not that I'm not better than I'm not worse, and that's saying a lot. Um, like I have, a, I had a niece. She played basketball. I was honest with her. She was good, but was she be one good? No. I think a lot of these parents need to tell their kids when they're not good. Like instead of arguing with fans on Twitter, Khalid. 
Because Malik and Josh's mom is telling them, baby, you're not that good. And, and you know, have to be okay with that. You know, tell them in a loving way, but they're just not that good. I'm sorry. I mean, it's a new day. I'm just glad they're graduating, man. I really am. Go Blue. And here comes the last one. Man, it's Stephen Brown. I know this is my third call. I know this. But I just got mad all over again. I saw the projections. The, these are projections. Nothing's concrete. But they have Michigan, a team that started the season ranked seventh to play in a bowl game. I'm going to say this. And I don't care because I, I get so sick of these Michigan fans lying to these players. Talking about, well, y'all, y'all did well. You played your best. If losing my 30 points, 29 points is your best, then I'd hate to see their worst. I really would. But if they play in the Holiday Bowl against a seven-win USC team, I'm not watching. I can't support this garbage any longer. I was a fan during the Rich Rod years, the Hulk years, the Lord Carr years. I've been a fan since 96. I've never seen a program with this lack of discipline. Even during Hulk years, they weren't not as a team. They were, now, the offensive line was terrible. They were horrible. During Rich Rod years, the defense wasn't that good. But collectively, under Jim Harbaugh, this is the most undisciplined, none, none, like identifiable team. They don't even know what they are. They were a running team for eight weeks, seven weeks, and they were a passing team for the last five. Like, you, it's not a talent issue. I don't want to. I don't want to keep hearing that from people. Like you got, you got captains, man, and people who are often the captains playing like garbage, like Khalid Hudson. And Josh McCullough, like, y'all don't know how bad these guys are as players. But they, one thing they do, they know how to do, they know how to get on Twitter and criticize the fans instead of saying, you know what, it's our fault. We need to do better. We didn't. I live in Alabama. I say that a lot. These players take responsibility because their coach takes he, he, he makes them do it. And they want to do it. When they lose, they take it personally. When Michigan players lose, it's everybody's fault but theirs. I don't know about y'all. But nobody saw me on the field jumping outside. I went on the field, you know, jumping TDs. I, that wasn't me. I don't know if y'all – I didn't see y'all out there. I just came – I hope USC wins. I really do. If they play USC, I hope that's the camel that uh, – the straw that breaks the camel's back so Don Brown can go. And I hate to even say that, but enough is enough. Like, it's something going on with this program. Coach Hart, like the, man, I mean, they got good players they won't even play because they're playing seniors. I'm not watching Michigan if, if, if Khalid Hudson, Devin Gill, and Josh Bacillus are still a part of the team. I'm done watching them until they're gone. I'm not going to watch the senior bowl, nothing. I don't care about the Big Ten championship, anything. These guys got to go. Like, I'm sorry. Man, I was I was listening to Old Town. I was fine listening to Old Town. And I had to, I had to call y'all because I saw that projection. The Holiday Bowl, man, against a seven-win USC team who's about to fire their coach and hire Urban Meyer. Man, this is unbelievable, man. <laughs> All right. Well, things changed there quickly. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen, again for your messages. Um, yeah, and those projections have been all over the place because they talk about the Holiday Bowl with USC. They talk about, was it Citrus Bowl with Alabama? And they talk about oh. something else with Auburn are the three that I've seen. But I don't know. It's whatever i don't until it's locked in i don't there's always speculation um so yes a lot to take in um a lot that i 
I agree with some things I don't agree with, but what's uh what are your first uh reactions, Brandon? Um yeah, like you said, a lot to digest. Um but yeah, dude, I totally agree with him on Don Brown. I think it's time for Don Brown to go. Um you know he, you know it's like I said today, it's fun dominating teams like Michigan State in Maryland and Nebraska. I mean, yeah, that's all fine and good. But when it comes down to when you play actual good teams, like, uh, you know, Ohio State last year, we're talking about Florida in the bowl game, Wisconsin this year, and then Ohio State again this year, we got our butts, like, handed to us horribly. And it's not even just the fact that they killed us, like, on a – on a scoreboard, they like destroyed us on a field. Like in those games, it's like the guys just gave up, and that comes back on coaching. Mm-hmm. Like you can yell at guys and everything, but if if you can't keep that, get them prepared for the game, and uh, to keep the guys in the game, that's definitely on coaching. Like it's not on talent. Like he said, we have talented players. We just don't have a coaching staff that knows how to utilize them correctly. And I agree with what he's saying for uh, you know guys like Hudson and Metellus. Um, Hudson, especially, he took a huge step back this year. And just the mental errors, even he had a lot of stupid penalties this year, and. I mean, the cherry on top of the Sunday was that stupid fourth and four offsides. They gave mm-hmm. Ohio State the first down, and then they scored, like, what, two plays later? Yeah. Like, we finally had them stopped, and he gets that offsides, and it just, that was the huge turning point for the game. I, oh, God, man, that play just, it made me so angry. Like, I literally yelled at my TV, I'm like, what in the hell are you doing? And it, it's even worse that you're a senior and a captain on the team and you do that. And a home game. And, and yeah. the, the biggest rivalry game of the year. It's just in that kind of instance, you cannot make that mental mistake when you're a senior and a captain. Like, there's no excuse for it. Yeah, no, it was that's when the game died. The game died right there. But that's another thing too, where it's just like in some of those situations, you just I mean I know that I mean there were certain situations from when I played sports where it's just like you never do this. Always keep this in mind. Don't do this. And it's just like when you have a team on fourth down and it's five yards or less, it's just like, hey, don't be stupid. It's no. like, why are you even rushing after the, the punter, you know? Make sure the ball is snapped and then go. Because does it really matter? Like, if you block the punt, yeah, that'd be nice. But, you know, not going off sides is more important to me than going in and, like, disrupting the punt. Yeah. No, that was that was tough. That was that was a tough one to, to see happen. So, yeah, it was... Um... Uh, so I think first thing that we'll we'll talk about and tackle we already was saying Don Brown. Uh, I've liked Don Brown. I mean, never met him, whatever. Uh, but he seems like a good coach. He did good things at Boston College. He's done some good things at Michigan. But 
2016, 17, 18, and now 19, um, things have been getting worse mm-hmm. um, when they are supposed to be getting better. And uh, I'm going to be touching on some other subjects and I don't want to dive into him too much, but he has a good defense. He does. I, let's let's like he has a good defense again for like 90 to 95 percent of the teams that they would play in college football. He has a good defense. But then when you play Ohio State, who has better athlete, athletes, better developed players better coaching staff than the 95% you've been playing against, you can't do that same gimmick. You can't. And uh, that's what has been proven. Like, I mean, Ohio State's that good. Florida has that good of uh, athletes and things like that. Sometimes uh, Wisconsin, when they put their heads together and their coaching staff does well, and then they've got a star running back and different things work well in that awesome offensive line, they can do it too. Uh, But they're not Ohio State level. But when you're playing the upper tier of college football teams, you can't run that defense because you're working on, and they talk about all the time. They talk about week in week out where Don Brown's defense is putting their secondary at risk because they are trying to get to you before you can run your offense. Well, cool. When you disrupt them and you're playing, you know, crappy teams. Yeah, you can do it. But then when you're playing Ohio state, who doesn't even have to worry about passing game because they have J.K. Dobbins, and then you decide to completely ignore the fact that they have that star player on their team, you can't do that. <laughs> so Yeah, I, that's I, what I said to you. I'm like, I don't know how you can't game plan for Ohio State. Like, you know Dobbins is getting the ball. He gets the ball like 90% of the time. The guy had 31 carries in the game. Yeah, and you can't and he, figure that out. And how many receptions he had to? Uh, uh, oh, he only had enough two, at least two for forty nine <laughs> yards. But yeah, no, like that's the thing. It's just kind of like no adjustments. I mean, you didn't really see adjustments, or if there were, they weren't effective at all. But it's just like, was there? I feel again in this situation, what was there a game plan? I, um, I'll say this say something positive about the game offense, like not all of it, obviously, but if you're comparing the two, what's better offense or defense offense, because they mm-hmm. were able to do stuff. They looked like they adjusted. They looked like they had a game plan. They had specific things they were trying to do their first drive. They were able to go down and score. They were able to eliminate chase young, which actually was astounding. The only thing he had was two quarterback hurries, like no sacks, no tackles, um, uh, uh nothing of that sort. And so the offense looked like they came prepared. And the defense looked like, hey, this is our defense. This is what we're going to do. We've done it all the time. And so it looked like the end of last year again, playing Ohio State, playing Florida, where it's just like, this is who we are. We're going to live by the sword. We're going to die by the sword. And they got killed again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like they. It's like the defense went into the game not even knowing that Dobbins was on the team, and the guy just showed up, and they're like, "Oh crap, who's this guy?" Yeah, well, there were multiple times. <laughs> How too, are we going to stop him? Yeah, exactly. Like you said, like it's just like you're not accounting for Dobbins, but then also like when he would come out of the backfield, like sometimes they'd keep him back, like pretend like he was going to help pass protect, and then he'd pop out and he'd be wide open for a pass, and it's just like 
what defense are you running where their star player comes out of the backfield and there isn't anyone within 10 yards of him? <laughs> yep. So I don't even know. Like, again, like I said, I like Don Brown, but I agree. Like, I mean, it looks like he's probably going to go, uh, whether it's his choice or not. It looks like he's got an opportunity. People are talking about him going back to Boston College. And that's the thing, too, is like, Things worked well for him in Boston College, too, because, I mean, at, at a certain point, it's just like for other teams that aren't, you know, Ohio State's, Clemson's, Alabama's, Michigan's, Georgia's, whatever, the the big team names you see, they can run certain things because they're not game plan for the entire season. Mm-hmm. Like, you would approach them each week so there's not a ton of preparation for it and it's a unique enough defense that a lot of times it throws people off so i can see why it was successful at boston college even though he didn't have the level of athletes that it does at michigan but it's just like it's not it's not working it's obvious it's not working two years in a row getting blown out by, by ohio state and then blown out by florida blown out by wisconsin um, is it all coaching? No, but a lot of it is. A lot of mm-hmm. it. So yeah, and I mean, yeah, he was ex- successful at Boston College because they play in the ACC. Who else does the ACC have other than Clemson? Yeah, yeah nothing. Not really. I mean, Virginia is surprisingly good this year. Syracuse has been up and down, uh, but yeah, nobody's like consistently good or anything. So yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. Like again. Don Brown has something good for him for, like I said, 90 or 95% of the team. So you cannot tell me, especially with the way that has looked the past two years. And then even like 2017 wasn't good. I mean, it wasn't a blowout loss. A lot of people look at and blame the offense for things because the offense was so bad in 2017, but it's not like the defense was, you know, going to be a championship defense or anything that year. Right. So 2016 worked well because it was new. It was different. People didn't know really how to account for it. It was executed well and it worked. But then ever since then, it has been slowly getting worse each and every year. I don't see. Well, he brings any- like he brings nothing else each season. So all the teams are starting to figure it out. Yeah. You know, and it's like Ohio State figured it out quick. Wisconsin followed. So, you know, even Penn State. Well, hell, even. Notre Dame last year. Yeah. Well, um, Notre even, Dame figured it out. Yeah. Well, like, that's the thing, too. It's just kind of like, I mean, Illinois was able to to pick apart Michigan, and with their backup quarterback, you know, came back and made mm-hmm. it a competitive game. So now here, so, so there's that. Then we want to talk about, um, I talked about the offense, and I feel like if you're going to take anything positive away from it, totally can be positive and say, hey, they eliminated Chase Young, which I thought was extremely impressive. And, like, yes, this was one of those games where it's just like you got to play mistake-free, and the, and Shea had that fumble, and that was um, totally tragic. And then there were, like, drop passes and things like that. So, there, yeah, there were things that went wrong. But if you want to take something away from it, I would say the offense. Um, but – as a whole kind of stepping back from this, it's just like people are taught now talking about the talent gap 
Like I, I, I'm, I'm kind of trying to understand because I'll admit like some of it was just like optimism that had me going for like the first two or three years on where it's just like, Oh, you know, this, if this was different, this could have been different and yada, 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 whatever. But now it's just like, people are just making excuses like all of the place. I'm confused from the standpoint that, um, and, and I get it like that. That's the thing. It's just like Ohio state is on another level. That's, that's what it is. That's not an excuse. It's the truth. Ohio sits on another level, but it's just like people have talked about, you know, Oh, he doesn't, uh, they don't have the recruits. Uh, they don't have like, they've been doing offensive changes, new coaches. um, some years injuries, like they'll come up different things. They talk about development. Um, but now like the focus is on the talent gap and it's just like the same people often are saying, Oh, well don't care about the stars. Well, you're, you're now telling us deliberately that that is the reason why Michigan is losing to Ohio state, but then fans aren't allowed. People aren't allowed to get upset about the recruiting rankings and the recruits that they're getting because, of what? I mean, you're you're completely contradicting yourself because you're saying the reason why Michigan is losing is because of the talent gap. But then when recruiting comes and they don't recruit as high of players as Ohio State does, you don't have a, a right to you know voice an opinion about it. Like it? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like I I don't I don't necessarily care a whole lot. It's just the fact that like people are using this dialogue where it's just like okay, if if the talent gap is the issue and the, the big glaring thing that's here, then yeah, people probably should care about recruiting rankings and the recruits that they do or don't get, because you're saying that's the reason why they're losing to Ohio state and losing their other games. But now here's the other thing though, too, is that everybody's just like, Oh, Ohio sits on another level. Ohio sits on another level. You know, it, you, you can't, you can't really get down on Harbaugh because Ohio state's playing their best football. They've got some of their best teams. You know, they've had their best coach and things like that. And all this other stuff. And it's just like, okay, this is year five. The best seasons that they've had are 10 and three, 10 and three, 10 and three, whatever the other season was. And then 10 and three. And this season, if lucky is going to be 10 and three. If Michigan was even able to have one season that they won the regular season and only lost to Ohio State, I'd be like, hey, okay, now you're talking. But Michigan still loses to Wisconsin, Penn State, Iowa, Utah, Notre Dame. Like, what do you want to talk about? There are other teams that they're losing to that are not Ohio State and not even close to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So, like, if they're saying that this is the only gap between Michigan and Ohio State, then why is Michigan losing these other games? Now, yeah, okay, you break it all down. Oh, it was a new offense. Oh, it was it was this. Oh, it was this. Well, no, it's just like stop stop excuses. If you're if you're now coming to the end of every season, there's always like excuse this, excuse this, excuse this, because of Ohio State and Ohio State making Michigan look bad. And it's just like, okay, you can say that about Ohio State, but you're like, this has to be an overarching, like, what is the overarching issue with everything? Like, if you're, if, and again, I'll go back to it. If you're saying that the talent gap between is the only difference between Michigan and Ohio State, then what is the different, the gap? What's the difference between Michigan and Penn State? What's the difference between Michigan and Wisconsin? What's the difference between Michigan and Iowa? What's the mm-hmm. difference between 
you know, Michigan and Michigan State, having lost to Michigan State before, too. What's the difference? No, it's not just talent gap. It's also coaching. It's also game planning. It's also preparing. It's also X, Y, and Z. There are other factors into this. So, like, I don't know. Like I, like I said, I've, I've liked Don Brown. Things are not going to get better with Don Brown. I like Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh made a statement and made things interesting with getting Gaddis in and looking like he handed things over to him because things definitely did change, and they slowly improved, and we saw that. So mm-hmm. now I feel like he's been really hands-off with the defense, but I think – you know, he does need to realize where it's just like, hey, this has been figured out and there need to be changes. So whether Don Brown comes in and says, OK, I recognize this and I need to fix this. Or it's just like time to make a change, because like if nothing changes between the end of this season to the beginning of the next one, then everybody just needs to buckle in for another 10 and three season because nothing's going to change. And nothing's going to get them to an 11 and one season. Like that's that's not going to get it done. There's still going to be at least one other regular season game where they're going to be like not game plan for or something something, and it'll be a two loss regular season or something of the sort. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of it. I don't know if it all made sense, but <laughs> no, I, I was fouled. Yeah, I got you. Um, so Ohio State had 577 yards of total offense. Sounds about right. Last year they had 567 yards. So just in those two games over the last two years, Michigan has given up 1,144 yards just to Ohio State. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I also... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, like, yeah, just tell me that Don Brown deserves to keep his job because of that. Well, this game, eight touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Eight, eight touchdowns were allowed in this game. Uh, four yep. passing and not four rushing. There were four touchdowns that were basically walked into the end zone. Oh, yeah. Like, Dobbins wasn't even touched. Yeah. And um, so you want to talk to me if this is an offensive problem or a defensive problem? The offense was able to put up 27 points, had an opportunity to do more. Defense allowed 56 points. That was the most amount of points that Ohio State has put up against Michigan in Ann Arbor. And this is supposed to be like, you know, greatest defensive coordinator. I mean, like he's, again, I will say he's good and he's got a thing that will work 90 to 95% of the time but it's not going to work against teams like Ohio State or teams that have the same talent on their offense as Michigan does. Yeah. Because all you need is somebody a little bit faster, a little bit stronger, or on the same page, and if you game plan differently, you could probably, uh, like, you've got a chance at beating Michigan. So that's why I'm, I am anticipating that they'll uh, lose the bowl game, like uh, Steven was saying. Like, I... I expect, I anticipate that Michigan will probably lose the bowl game. You know why? Because they're going to be playing another team that has good athletes. Yep. And so they're going to, like, Florida has fast athletes. Uh, Auburn, Alabama, USC, good athletes. Like, if they do a decent job preparing for playing Michigan, 
probably going to call it now and just say that Michigan's going to lose that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I totally agree. And it, you know, it comes back to like what Stephen was saying. Um, it just baffles me at some of the decisions Harbaugh makes for like the guys he starts. Yes. Um, yeah. What like as great as Dax played, he didn't play too much even at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and it was obvious that he was better than um, any other option we had back there. And you know, with McGrone and everything, um, man, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, um, like Stephen was saying with Glasgow, he the guy was a walk on, and it's obvious that he was a walk on. You know, he plays with a lot of heart, and he plays really hard, which I'll always respect. But man, the guy he just was—he's just not good enough to be starting on Michigan. I don't think. And especially like with his lack of speed, he reminds me a lot of Brandon Watson. Mm-hmm. And you know, another guy played really hard, tried really hard, worked hard, but just the athletic and physical tools are just not there. And you know, look what happened to Watson last year versus OSU. He was the guy that was always running like five yards behind the receivers that were catching all these passes from Haskins. And you know, we kind of saw that with Glasgow too, like. You know, he's, he's never the first guy there. He's always, like, the second or third guy when the ball carrier's already, like, wrapped up a little bit. And mm. I don't... You know, it's just... I don't understand why you would play a senior who is okay when you have a freshman who's good. It, I don't understand. And, it, you know, it comes back to, you know, I always harp on him is Quinn Nordine. Why is Quinn Nordine out there kicking field goals? He missed that extra point. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you make miss an extra point in college? It's yeah. a chip shot. It's not the NFL, you know, where you have to kick, like, a 35-yard field goal. It's it's a chip shot. And, like, this guy, what has he made? Like, maybe five field goals on a season? Out of, like... Um. 10 attempts or something like that. It's awful. And like, you got Jake Moody who can actually kick field goals, but you, you trot, you trot Nordine out there to, you know, attempt another one. And it's like, I was saying to Craig today about it. And he jokingly said, I feel like Nordine spends more time in a gym trying to work on his abs than he is, you know, practicing field goals. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I don't know if, Harbaugh promised him something, you know, when he had his little sleepover with him, like he promised something to Nordine is why he got him to Michigan. But, you know, it comes down to, it's like, this guy is taking points off the board. Why are you throwing him out there in close games? Like that was another pivotal point in that game when he missed that extra point. And like I told you, I'm like, you know, we, we talked about how, you couldn't make mistakes against Ohio State. You had to play a pretty close to perfect game. And that's something that's inexcusable. But you miss an extra point, and now you're playing from behind pretty much the whole game. You know, because yeah. you're going to be trading touchdowns with Ohio State. And like I said, eventually you're going to have to go for two. And, you know, good luck. Yeah. Nordine um, didn't start playing until 2017. He uh, missed three extra point attempts 
2017. In 2018, he missed one. And in 2019, he missed one. Uh, his field goal percentage this year was 70%. Last year was 68%, 68.8%. And then uh, in 2017, his first season was his best year because he was 79%. So, yeah, that extra Still, point. Still, it's in, just like, what, Moody? He missed one field goal? Uh, last year. This year, he missed one. I don't think he missed any last year. Uh, Moody missed one last year, and he missed uh, three this year. I really missed three. I don't remember seeing one, but still, like, I don't understand. But he never <laughs> missed an extra point. Yeah, I don't understand why yeah. Nordine kept going out there. No, and I agree, and that's the thing that Steven said, too, that uh, he said it in a really good way, too, um, that he said, I would rather have freshmen out there making freshman mistakes than seniors out there making freshman mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that was a very, very great point. Yeah, and like that's the thing too, and uh, I agree with both of you. Where it's just like, and we had a conversation. I can't remember what it was exactly. Where it's just like, what, what is going on with the players that they're putting on the field? Like there has mm-hmm. to be something. I think we said it w- within the first couple of weeks of this season, where it's just like something has to be happening. Where Harbaugh is prioritizing. Like so, maybe Harbaugh is not p- calling the plays anymore. But it seems like he distinctly has input on saying, hey, these are the people who get playing time first. Which, to a certain extent, is kind of like, okay, a head coach is able to make that decision. But at the same time, it's just like, what are you promising some of these guys? Like, what? Okay, you can't hand something to somebody just because they put put in the best work in practice, but then week in and week out, you see a poor performance on the field during game time. Like, and not right. saying that about anyone specifically, but it's just like, you know, sometimes you need to make changes and you need to put the best players on the field. It's just like, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what he did, how he did things at Stanford or San Diego state um, with, if it was just upperclassmen or whatever, but yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. It's we talked about being a problem before, and I agree that it's still something that just does not make sense. Yeah. So, um, talking about uh, going back to what you were saying with Ohio State and the scoring and everything, I saw somewhere on Twitter that it was said that Ohio State in the past seven quarters, seven quarters in a row, scored a minimum of two touchdowns in each quarter. Wow. Against this amazing defense, apparently. <laughs> and again, like, this is the thing. It's like, this is year five for Harbaugh. This is year four for Don Brown. It's just like, things should be getting better because your recruits should be getting better. You have all the guys that you've been, uh, like, this is all your guys now on the team. And so it's just like, um, things should be getting better, not worse. Now, okay, you can finish 10 and 3 and be like, oh, look, things aren't getting worse. No, when you get blown out by Ohio State two two years in a row, that's not things getting better. Like Ohio State's getting better, if anything. So I don't know. There's like still plenty of other things to say, but no, this this was like not good. If changes aren't made, you know, guess what? If you don't make changes, the outcomes aren't going to change. Just ask Michigan State about that. 
you know, just play the coaching shuffle. That'll do it. No, it won't. You're still going to do the same things. <laughs> so you made a change at offense, and this, and I saw this too. This is one one of Harbaugh's best, if not the best, offense that Harbaugh has had since he's been here. And guess what? He made a change. Like he didn't volunteer make a change after the first year he was after 2015. Fish left, but um, now he made a change after those three years in the middle, and he brought in Gaddis. And look, things improved. So, are you going to let there be a fifth, uh, a third year in a row getting like embarrassed by Ohio State, or are you going to let things keep getting blown out? Like, and so it's just like if Don Brown changes, cool. But I don't know if that would happen. So, so many, so many other things that could be mentioned too. But it's just like. I mean, this is the state of Michigan football right now. If it's not going to change and improve, you're looking at, like I said, 10 and three seasons. Again, it would be different. I think there'd be a different conversation going on too. If it was just like, if Michigan went 11 and one, like they only lost to Ohio state. Um, And even if it was kind of like an embarrassing thing, it'd be like, okay, all right, sure. There's a gap there. Like whatever. But it's just like, no, there's other inconsistencies, too, through the years. And I'm going to repeat myself over and over again if I keep going down that way. But So it was just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that basically sums it up. Oh, and I have to say that I didn't even watch the whole game. I couldn't do it. Yeah, you were saying that. Yeah, about halfway through the third quarter, I turned it off and watched Home Alone. And I feel like that was a better decision. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched the whole thing, and I told my wife, I was just like, you are you should count yourself lucky that I don't take sports more seriously. Because, well, I don't even know if I would say more seriously. But anyways, that I don't care more about sports than I do. Because I was just like, this was... She's like, why? I was just like, this was awful. It was absolutely awful. So, mm-hmm. and but, it's like I said on on Twitter. I'm like, why is everybody so upset about this game? Did you guys actually think we had a chance to win? Yeah, no, like that was the thing. <laughs> Both of us predicted a loss, so it was definitely yeah. a lot worse than we thought. Because you had 35 to 17, so you were closer. Um, but I had 31 to 20, so. Um, but yeah, some of the things that just like suck the most about it, um, like, first of all, 2000, 2011, the win in 2011 was lucky. Like, I don't, I saw something somewhere where somebody, like some Michigan fan was talking about like how great it was and everything. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, it wasn't (laughs) this year, but it was some other, it was like sometime within the past year or two. And I was just like, that was lucky. Michigan got lucky. Like don't don't even talk don't even boast about that. Michigan won by six points at home against a team that was led by Luke Fickle. <laughs> like what? Yeah, so I was gonna say Adam Sandler was the coach. Yeah, so I don't even know, like nobody should be bragging about that. So basically, like Michigan has lost what? I mean, been on a losing streak basically since two thousand four. So I mean that's just awful. Like 
they have now tied uh, their longest winning streak against Michigan because their longest winning streak before this was from 2004 to 2010. Um, and then if they win next year, they, I think, tie Michigan's longest winning streak in oh, in the whole great. history of it. And that was like early 1900s, like over 100 years ago. So, um, so yeah, good, good with that. Also, um, quick note too, and I probably won't go into explaining it either, but Ohio state is like the most spoiled fan base ever. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I could go into details and explain it, but that's one of the thing that sucks too, is just like realizing that some of those, now I'll say it like Michigan has its own idiots. I'm not going to like accept them or anything, but just those stupid Ohio state super fans that you see all the time that get to glow year in and year out. And it just like, that's one of the worst things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we kind of saw it with Michigan state fans too, but they're finally coming back down to earth. Yeah. So anyways, but now I mean, they just live vicariously through Ohio state. Yeah. Good for them. I, I could keep saying so much stuff, but we've already run long, run long, and I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about more later on, like in other episodes. There'll be plenty of time to talk about as the regular season is done. Uh, we should probably end. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything else left to say. Okay. We'll cut it there. Uh, by the way, prediction points, you gained one on me this week. Uh, so we're yeah. at – you're at 46. I'm at 53. So – you're you're inching closer. <laughs> well, I'm not going to run out of time. I'm not going to read through those because we need to get done because we're at like one an hour ten. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. It was not uh, necessarily the funnest one that we've ever talked about. Thanks, Stephen, for the messages. Um, yeah, we'll see what comes up with uh, Michigan football with the uh, bowl games and whatever, whatever. But, uh, I mean, it is, this is Michigan football, the state of Michigan football right now. So we'll still finish and end with Go Blue. Go Blue? Hashtag question mark.